according to the all-knowing Wikipedia, physical fitness is, and I quote, a state of health and well-being that allows you to perform aspects of sport, occupations, and daily activities. It is achieved through proper nutrition, moderate vigorous physical exercise, and sufficient rest along with formal recovery plan, end quote. I don't know how you feel about this definition, but to me, it speaks in sweeping terms about rather relative concepts. I'm therefore absolutely delighted to have as my guest, health and fitness guru, Devin Brown. Devin writes a weekly column on this topic in the Business Day and is also a communication specialist and business owner at Fast Forward. Devlin, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Sharice. It's lovely to chat to you. Devlin, I enjoy your uh, columns and I'm always pleased it's on a Monday when it's time for me to get from my 20% indulgence into my 80% back to uh, reality. So I appreciate your motivation. Devlin, what is your interest in health and fitness? Sharice, I think it goes back many years. I always had a great admiration for athletes. And then I started reading at university and discovered a Socrates quote that no one can quite place when it was written. And it was about, no man has the right to be an amateur in the realm of physical fitness. What a shame it is to grow old without knowing the beauty and strength of which your body is capable, something like that. You know, I probably destroyed the quote slightly. And ever since then, I've had this fascination because I was blessed to have a grandfather who used to wake up in the morning and do 10 pull-ups in his 80s and do a couple of laps in the swimming pool. And I always said, you know, I want that to be me. And then in Standard 7, and for younger readers, to, uh, to uh, listeners today, that's grade nine. A teacher asked us to write down on a piece of paper the age that we thought we would die at. It was a very bizarre exercise linked to Shakespeare. And I wrote a number that, I, you know, if, if I look back now, I, I didn't agree with it. It felt so old back then. And I think it's become this driving force ever since, you know, understanding that there's things that we cannot control, but what we can control, let's try and become the absolute best at it. So in summary, my um, love for fitness and strength is, is very much around function and not form, which really, I think, flies in the face of much of what we encounter on Instagram and Facebook and those sorts of media. Well, that kind of brings me to my next question, because it seems that the information out there, both in fitness and in um, healthy living, has never been greater. And yet there seems to be more confusion out there as to what really constitutes good living. Do you agree? Absolutely. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. And as much as we need them and brands make a lot of money out of them, Influencer culture has really shifted, I think, what we perceive as people to be possible and what's real. And, you know, a lot around this, you know, you'd find um, influencers, and I'm referring specifically to the American crowd because they, they kind of lead the world and everyone else follows. Much of it is chemically enhanced. Most of it is filtered. And average Joe or Jane sitting in Johannesburg thinks, well, why can't I achieve this in three months doing what she or he does on Instagram, jumping around the bedroom for five minutes? And I think that fuels a great sense of disappointment and desperation among most people. Again, it brings two points. Maybe I can deal with the first one first. Um, a lot of what you write is that there is no such thing as a quick fix, not in terms of eating, not in terms of exercise. It's a, it's a running theme and that you need to have, that, that there's no quick way of either getting fit or being healthy. It really is a lot of hard work. Do you want to talk to a little bit to that hard work? Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm quite blessed in that I live with a, a personal trainer who runs um, a company called The Fitness Niche, and she works with women primarily. 
And she always gives them an analogy of a great art masterpiece. And she said, you know, she says, when you stand at the museum and you stand a few feet back, it's magnificent. But what we forget about is that once there was a blank canvas and the artist needed to work out dimensions, needed to plan, work with different different types of crayons or, or pencils. I, I don't know what, what, what the terms are that she uses. But the point being is that there were hundreds of thousands of fine strokes that went into that masterpiece. So yes, it is hard work. And the only way that you can succeed with this kind of um, long-term goal is by setting small, little measurable activities day by day, even within the day. So if I decided, right, my name is Devlin Brown in you know, by December, I want to be able to do an Ironman and 50 pull-ups and whatever else, you know, goals are very personal, you know, it's, it's up to anyone else. It would be futile unless I decided to set very small daily, intra-daily goals. And the way I do it and the way Ilana teaches her ladies to do it is to, is to set little reminders on your phone. I mean, it sounds so silly, but we'll get caught up in work. But if you get a, uh, a reminder that goes off at three o'clock, water, well, chances are you're probably going to drink that water. So you have to set those very small goals. And they, those goals are around your, your diet, what you're eating. And look, there are going to be people listening who are banters or banting. I hate the word, but I don't hate the diet. I hate the word. Um, there are going to be people that are vegetarians or vegans. It doesn't really matter what you decide because a dietitian and a nutritionist is going to help you find a way to eat that's right for your body. But it's about settling on those dietary habits on a daily basis. It's about... Setting a reminder to get up and walk. A five-minute walk would do absolute wonders. Sometimes when we're so stressed, we don't want we, we to do exercise. But ironically, it's the exercise that motivates us to want to work. And, you know, I, I've, I've worked with Martin Skippers, who's a, a clinical psychologist and sports psychologist based out of Northcliffe. And he incorporates physical exercise, even something as simple as a walk with a dog, into most of his interventions, precisely because of that um, self-perpetuating, motivating effect that it has. So going back to the long-term and the small goals, it's the diet, it's, re it's remembering to move. It's then finding an exercise or, or fitness regimen that's right for you. And I'm a big advocate of finding a trainer if you can afford it, or at the very least doing something that's, that's appropriate for you, your level of fitness, your history and the goals you want to achieve. And then also very importantly, and you alluded to it in the definition at the beginning, is rest. Sleep is absolutely crucial. And it's not so that we can dream about a better tomorrow. It's because while we're sleeping, there's a cascade of, of hormonal events that are happening in our body, which are crucial to um, improving on a day-to-day on a -day basis. And I would then say that the very last thing that you should worry about is supplements. That's a cherry on the cake if it's something you're interested in, but don't, don't start off. Too many people start off, well, I want to lose weight. What supplement must I take? It's a dead end to nowhere. There's no shortcut, Devlin. And you saying achievable goals and doing what you like is um, um, key here. I mean, I always think it would be more useful maybe if endorphins and exercise release were released before you did the exercise to kind of motivate you. I think there's a, something wrong in the order because for, for many of us, and you have a love for fitness, for many of us, Fitness is something we feel we have to do for whatever reason, but maybe there's, maybe we are genuinely struggling with time. You know, I'm thinking here of young mums with kids who are working as well, who, 
who struggle to juggle there's only x amount of time in a day i'm talking about people who may be older for whom physical exercise is not easy or not necessarily enjoyable do you have any comments about that yes i do and, I, and it brings me back to um something that i you know the a feature that i did i'm, I'm not too sure if it was in business day or the sunday times probably both where I spoke to Martin Skippers, and it was in relation to something that Adidas had developed. It was an, an app that can kind of track your state of your, your, your mental state with how much you exercise. And Martin made a very important point, and it's had a big impact in my life. And I shared with people in my life. I shared with my, with my parents, with my sister, you know, the mom that you talk about with the two kids in the pram and, and the screaming, all of that, is that five minutes, three minutes, if you're in a Let's say you're in a, in a corporate office park, just taking those steps, getting that blood flowing, getting those endorphins, it all adds up. Sooner rather than later, you will look forward to that activity precisely because of that drug loop that's happening in your brain. And it doesn't have to be, you're quite right. It doesn't have to be 45 minutes of high intensity interval training at a big flashy place with loud DJs at all. In the evening, if you have 15 minutes and you feel that you can go for a walk, do it. If you find something that you enjoy like dancing or Zumba, do it. The important thing is just to move on a daily basis. Can you get addicted to exercise? And is an exercise addiction actually a good thing? It's a double-edged sword. I think it's a good thing when you are doing what's appropriate for yourself and you're doing something that isn't harming yourself. So in, in, in my world, I encounter people that have the opposite type of addiction, that go overboard, that don't eat enough or eat too much of one thing and exercise too much. And often I've seen these people have physical and, and at least one instance, a mental breakdown because of this this obsession. So you want that fine balance. It's not fitness and movement is not an end. It's one of the tools we have to live a fuller, more enjoyable life, as, as it were. And mobility really is the key to our, 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 our vitality. Yeah, I'll allude to, I'll allude to um, my grandfather. As long as he had his mobility, he had, he had a, a lifestyle that was enjoyable to him and was fruitful. And very tragically, he lost his eyesight. And as soon as his mobility stopped, his aging process, it's almost as if he caught up his 80s in a, in a matter of months. So I would always advocate that mobility and exercise that's enjoyable is far more important than developing some sort of US Marine type obsession, because that's, again, that's a one-way road to disaster, as all addictions are. Devlin, do you, would you recommend gyms? Look, if going to a gym is going to help you form a routine, then absolutely. But I think it's important for people to realize that as much as gyms have equipment to do anything, and it's wonderful. I love walking through a gym. For me, walking through a gym is like a child walking through a toy store. But you, you actually don't need the gym. The benefits that you get in a place like that is access to personal trainers um, or people that are or educated in, in, in the activity you want to partake in, but also the, the routine. Right, between 5.30 and 6 a.m., I have to drive to the gym in order to exercise. I do support the use of gyms, but I equally believe that you can exercise at home, you can exercise in the park. You don't need to go into a physical building to enjoy the benefits of exercise. 
I mean, what you're saying is really reassuring because um, reading your columns, you know, I just, I personally get quite intimidated because you seem to be doing cross training to develop different kinds and, and your commitment is, is fantastic and inspiring at the same time. At the same time, I think, well, if I just like swim, is that good enough? Swimming is an absolutely phenomenal exercise, both aerobically and anaerobically. So if, if, if swimming was a way that you exercised, I would support it 100%. I'd also go so far as to say, talk to someone to find out what simple body weight movements can I do in my lounge or out on my patio, just to work on the strengthening as well. So swimming does strengthen you, just do a little bit more, work through movement planes. That's a fantastic way to either maintain a life of cardiovascular and anaerobic fitness and also to kind of step it up a little bit just to do that strength training because that's strength and mobility. And I don't refer to bodybuilding strength or powerlifting or anything like that. I'm talking about functional strength. So I think that you should be more forgiving on yourself and um, do what you can do and then explore different avenues of, of movement and exercise on a on a weekly, daily, monthly basis. Devlin, you answer questions in your at the water cooler column on the business day, but I don't see any kind of address to contact you if people have questions. Yeah, well, you see, at the moment, what they're doing is they are um, sending everything in through to um, business day. It's getting filtered through the editor, and it's quite a it's quite an important um, little point that you brought up there. I suppose it would be a lot quicker. I can be reached on Twitter. My, my Twitter handle is at Devin Mark Brown. And I also have uh, a Devlin at FFWD email address. So people are welcome to contact me personally or, you know, continue going through business day. It really doesn't, doesn't matter to me as long as, you know, people ask the questions and I get the opportunity to make a few jokes and answer them. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy your writing style. And as I say, I do find it inspirational and also looking for the ever, the ever you know, the holy grail of health and fitness. We all, we're all searching for that. And I find your column very, really refreshing. Unfortunately, we've run out of time, Devlin. If anybody needs your contact details, I do have them. Um, so please be in touch with me. And thank you so much for joining me. It's an absolute pleasure. Love chatting about it. Please carry on swimming and I hope to chat to you soon. Thank you very much. That was Devlin Brown, who writes a weekly column for the Business Day and is also the director, is that correct, of Communicator Specialist and Business Owner at Fast Forward.